Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today's video is brought to you by a donation from Vladimir, and this is what he has to say. Hi Sandman, I have a YouTube video request. And I'm not a MGTOW myself, although ever since discovering the Manosphere, I'm starting to feel like one. At first out of necessity, and then out of spite, and now for my own sake. I'm sure you're aware of something in the seduction community known as One-itis. In order to be a true MGTOW, one must conquer a primal directive. One-itis being the main manifestation of such a thing. What are your personal experiences with one-itis? And what advice or insight can you give to guys struggling with one-itis? Or as I call it, pussy suffering? Well, thanks for your question, Vladimir. With regards to my own experience with one-itis, this first happened to me when I was in the 10th grade in high school. I was obsessed with a girl for about 6 months, and I would say that this was my first young love. And after this, I never got stuck to one woman until my first real love in my mid-twenties. But even then, I got through the emotional pain relatively quickly after that relationship. But when I was in high school, I had both male and female friends that were obsessed with one person, maybe for one, two, or even three years, between the ages of 14 and 18. And the friends that I still know from that time period are still dealing with the consequences with their obsession with this one person. The time I spent dating many different girls in high school was usually when my male friends spent their time obsessing over one woman and would basically give her all their time. And she basically wouldn't give them the time of day. And she was probably getting off on it knowing that she had their attention for many months or years. I found that many women like knowing someone cares for them and wants them and it often boosts their ego. So oftentimes they don't have the heart to tell the poor schmuck that they aren't interested and let him go on his merry way. Taking advantage of a person's emotions like this destroys the other person's self-worth and ego, and in the end makes the abuser jaded and makes them feel like they don't have to work to get attention from the opposite sex. Both parties lose in the end. And I think there's also an element of pair bonding that causes this type of one-itis obsession making many teenagers fall in love and bond together for life. After all, this is the start of the peak reproductive period for many women. For most of human history, lifespans were short and hard, so the sooner humans have children in their lives, the greater the chance of survival of the clan or the family. And when you're young and you fall in love for the first time, you don't want the high to end, so you often fixate on your drug, your one and only love drug, or person instead of meeting many different people and having emotional connections with them. But at the same time, having too many partners will often mess you up as well. Obsessing over one person may eventually lead you down the path of codependency. And having too many lovers may lead you towards a place where you will basically find it difficult to form emotional attachments, which may not be a bad place if you're a man going his own way. I think to some extent most MGTOWs have to learn to get over one-itis, because an unhealthy obsession with one woman often leads to codependency, a lack of critical thinking, and eventually marriage with the wrong person. Being obsessed with one person is nature's way, I believe, on cementing the pair bond. It creates an environment that is stable for raising children, because children tend to thrive the best in environments where both parents are present. But at the same time, marriage creates an environment where the adults have a hard time thriving together. I'm not a scientist, but I believe this happens so the next generation of kids gains strength both emotionally and physically, while their parents fight each other and inevitably decline together. But today we have much longer lifespans on average, and life is a lot better and longer than it used to be. And we can also agree that people in their 20s today also seem to have an extended adolescence. I've even heard some people say that MGTOW is a form of extended adolescence for men. Obviously I don't agree with this, but choosing not to pair bond for a male keeps his testosterone heightened, which is often a catch-22, because it attracts more females to him. 
and it also allows him to focus his energy to higher ends. I would also like to distinguish the difference between one-itis when a man is in a relationship versus one-itis when he's actually pursuing a woman that he likes, or while he's still in high school. We've all seen that one guy that's been trying to court a woman for months or years, and he simply won't give up. He's out there buying her flowers and writing her poetry, and she's basically turning him down over and over again. And like I mentioned earlier, it boosts the woman's ego and possibly creates a complex in her mind. And at the same time, the male gets irrational and crazy. Men can also fall for one-itis once they enter a long-term relationship, and the only woman they ever think about sexually or romantically is the one that they're with. This was something that I went through in my last two major relationships in my life. I stayed faithful, loyal, and only had eyes for my partners. The only problem was that my eyesight was faulty. I needed to actually wipe the fog from my eyes, and it took me a long time to do that. Recently, I could have had a relationship with Sailor Spoon, but I chose not to, because I wasn't needy anymore. My rational mind is able to override my irrational and emotional parts, as well as my sexuality. I saw her as toxic and controlling, and decided that it wasn't in my best interests as a man going his own way to get into a relationship, even though we would have actually been living apart and there was no cohabitation. I'm also adding a link to an article called Nine Steps to Avoid Neediness and One-itis in the description below. Many men going their own way already know the ways to get over women. And this article outlines those ways as finding greater meaning and purpose in your life, finding a mission for your life goal, exercising, and to basically never focus on only one woman at a time are basically the goals you should set for yourself. And it also says to never go for average-looking women. The only thing that's missing here is the idea of developing your intellect, and I'm surprised that it didn't include that. The main point I disagree with in this article is that it says to not let too much time go between having sex. This would be a hypocritical thing with regards to letting women ride the cock carousel. Having so-called no-strings-attached partner sex might actually be good for a man psychologically, but it messes up women and creates a situation where down the line some blue pill mangina will have to deal with the mess that 50 other men have caused. A woman is ultimately the gatekeeper of sexuality, but if she's a poor gatekeeper, then she becomes emotionally and possibly physically messed up. Just like men that don't warn each other about bad women, I think that increasingly women don't warn each other about bad men. I think that to some extent, because parents are too busy, mothers don't educate their daughters about sexuality and self-worth like they once did. And the same goes for fathers and their sons. One-itis is something that I understand is being in love with being in love. You don't actually love the other person in most cases. You just love the fact that you're in love. When a man feels this way, it helps prevent him from cheating on his partner. This draws in female partners, and especially the ones that understand that guys that are needy and clingy are less likely to cheat on them. One-itis works if a woman fuels the obsession with the guy that she's with and pretends to love him. She has basically captured him and is holding him hostage. Oftentimes, she might actually be unhappy in the relationship and just wants to keep him there selfishly for the fear of letting him go and being alone. I believe that I experienced this in my last serious relationship and it took a traumatic event in my life to finally snap me back into reality, almost 10 years after we got together. My greatest regret is that she didn't show me the door and let me go many years before. She was also always claiming to be unhappy, but now I know that she probably knew that I was probably the best that she could do at the time. But she took out her unhappiness on me trying to get me to be romantic and thoughtful while offering up little in return for most of the relationship. And in the end, all of these realizations, at the age of 35, finally snapped me out of one-itis. And some of you are wondering why I continue to go out on dates. Why would I do this as a MGTOW? 
I do it partially as a social experiment and as material for my YouTube page, but also to help me see women as flawed human beings instead of idealizing them like I did before. Men shouldn't idealize women, and women shouldn't take advantage of men when they do. Back when I was in college, one of my friends used to obsess over one particular girl, even though at the same time he would go out with prostitutes. So to some extent, I think it's possible for a man to have one-itis emotionally for a woman, even though sexually he's having promiscuous sex in the hotels above strip clubs. My advice to any man that get obsessed with a single woman and catches himself falling in love with her, but still wants to remain a MGTOW, is to limit your proximity and communications with her. Soon after that, you'll see that the chemicals in your brain were actually leading you on and nothing else. And the less contact you have with her, the more the attraction will be forgotten about and start to fade away. Guys also tend to fall into this type of trouble when they fall in love at work. What are you supposed to do when you fall in love with your boss or coworker? Change your job or go somewhere else sounds like a great idea if you're single. But what if you're making good money and married? Then you've basically got a pussyfoot around the issue and just deal with working with someone that you have the hots for that isn't your wife. In my brief few months working in office environments, I met many men and women that couldn't cope with falling in love with co-workers, and many of them started relationships while they were working together. Anyways, that's about all I've got to say on this particular issue. If I've missed something, please post your response in the comments section below. Tomorrow I can't wait to talk about male niceness. Razorblade Candy stated in his latest video that if you do nice things for women, their minds don't register your behavior as nice, and instead see you completely differently. So being nice is not only counterproductive, but it's almost like a form of self-abuse once you realize how the female brain works. Nice guys may finish last, but what's in our nature that compels us to be nice? That's something that I want to explore in tomorrow's video. And I want to thank Vladimir once again for his donation and for suggesting this topic. With regards to everyone else, thanks for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.